Alright, I'm Phil Marion, this is Raps Rant, hosted by myself, Megan Smith and Blair Johnson. Shows all things Raptors in the NBA, we cover current stats, news, and feature exciting guest speakers. And we have a guest speaker today. No, we don't, come on. We do. Ah, we've said that for 12 Former episodes. Former CEO of MGM Canada. <laughs> now, That's a lie. Now he's steady politicking. And he is just a lobbying boss, Mr. Patrick Harris. It's good to be here. Thanks, guys. Yes. Long-time listener, first-time guest speaker. Fantastic. Looking forward to getting into it. Fantastic. So, today... Now, just before we get into it, Pat actually has never watched a Raptors game. That's why we brought him in. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... So, anything he says, don't listen to it. (laughs) He probably knows more than all of us, still. That's true. That that, doesn't take a lot. That is very true. Okay. So, today, uh, finals preview... Uh, big media day today. Um, Megan has an outline for us to go through. So basically, we're just going to touch upon uh, a few things, but I'll let Megan get started. All right. So city is buzzing today, guys. Buzzing. Awesome. Uh, okay. So quickly, let's summarize what has happened over the past week. Warriors had about nine days off, which was critical as it gave KB and DeMarcus Cousins more time to work on their bodies um, and their respective returns. The Raptors had four days off. No player where best is more paramount um, is there than Kawhi Leonard, who is clearly playing on a bad leg, but he looks pretty good, and uh, I'm excited to see what he comes out with tomorrow. Are you saying he looks handsome, or are you saying he looks good physically? Yeah, I mean, he always looks handsome. He literally doesn't have an ounce of fat on his body. It's all Wait, coming this, out, This man. conversation's going the wrong way. Let's <laughs> <laughs> stay I, on track. I could, be his, I could be his mother, but yeah, no, he's, uh, you know, ugly. Anyway, uh, okay, so I would think both teams should have definitely benefited from um, the seven-game spread over the past 18, or sorry, uh, both games or both teams will benefit over the seven-game spread over the next 18 days. They have two days in between games, and obviously that's torture for fans, but it does ensure the best possible basketball. Uh, so let's, quick, yeah, let's quickly update the season series. So uh, we had our first game, November 29th. In my opinion, this is by far one of the most fun regular games um, ever at Scotiabank Arena. Raptors came away with a 131-128 overtime victory. That being said, Warriors were without Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Um, Durant carried the load. He went one-on-one with Leonard and scored 51 points. And Leonard uh, followed that with 37. And uh, the deeper effort from the the Raptors won the day. Second game was on December 12th. And that one uh, had Curry and Green back for the Warriors and Leonard was absent. So Toronto turned in an even more impressive victory under those circumstances, held the Warriors to their third worst offensive rating um, night of the season, and won by 20. So that was huge. That was uh, one of their best regular season games say, ever. Oh, sorry? I was just saying, that was one of their best regular season performances I think they've ever had. That was a fantastic right. game. right. So, uh, quick note on that, the Raptors are the only team the Warriors didn't beat this season, and they owned the second-best net rating against them. 
Although this sounds great, there's not really a ton to take away from the first two games. Players were in lulls, um, like Clay Thompson. Raptors hadn't yet acquired Marc Gasol. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And although the Raptors' defense did win that, that, them that second game, uh, which was super impressive, that just, you know, to me, further emphasizes the point that everything will start on the defensive end for these next, hopefully, seven games. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know every person that I know has asked me because apparently I have a podcast, so I know the answers to most things. Um, wh- who do you think is going to win? And like everyone's favoring the Warriors, and I, you know, my response to them, honestly, and and you know me, Megan, I'm the most pessimistic person in the world. All I keep saying is, you, we really don't know what the series is going to look like until Game One, and I think I, I honestly believe that. I think you know if you look back when Detroit beat the Lakers. Every single person, there was not one human being on earth that thought that the Pistons were going to win. And then what happened? Not even close. Within five minutes of the start of that series, Ben Wallace, they're like, holy shit, Ben Wallace can cover Shaquille O'Neal? And that series changed. And I think every every Raptors fan that knows basketball and has a historical perspective is hoping for that series. Exactly. That's That's all we're hoping for. That's the one we need. The Knicks losing. The Knicks losing to the. La- or was it the Knicks losing to the Lakers? Who did the Knicks lose to in the finals? Oh yeah, Houston the Rockets. Houston the Rockets. game seven. John Starks didn't show up. <laughs> Sorry to my brother-in-law MJ. It pains him every day. <laughs> but anyway, but there's. Go ahead. I honestly think it's going to be a hell of a series. Like you look at the Warriors, they are probably the NBA's greatest offense, maybe even ever. This season, the Raptors have probably been the NBA's best defense. And the best that the Warriors have had to go up against, probably in their past run, well, you know, since they have created this dynasty. So uh, the main question for me is that in today's NBA, where we all know three-point shooting and pace have ruled the roost, can the Raptors sort of, you know, scrappy, switchy offense take down the Warriors? And it's going to be a hell of a series. Well, the so back to those regular season matchups, um, I mentioned it before, just like when we were Blair when we were speaking a couple of days ago. The formula to beat Golden State this regular season, where you saw Boston, Milwaukee, and Toronto go into their home court and beat them badly, was to be physical and pound them inside. Exactly. You you had guys because both if you look at the box score on both both of those games, they weren't particularly lights out from three. It's not like the Raptors just had a barrage of threes. It was guys going into the paint. They didn't have an interior presence. That's why I think a key a key thing in this series is going to be Siakam and Ibaka. That's yeah. where that's my thought. One of the things I keep saying, to, one of the things I keep saying too, which is so funny because people, I always say like, uh, if the Raptors hit shots, we're going to win. If they don't, and people, could, oh, that's such an obvious statement. I'm like, no, no, what you're not understanding is I'm not asking them to like set a record for field goal percentage. I'm asking them to not be the worst field goal percentage team of all time because in the last round, they're true. Uh, obviously, against Milwaukee, it improved. But against Philly, their true field goal percentage was one of the worst in in the playoffs history. The in the Philly series and in the, the first two games of the Milwaukee series, the the amount of missed shots, missed open looks, was just unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm sure it frustrated the hell out of every single every single fan. And if we do that, if we do that, if if that is the Raptors team that comes to play, then it's going to be a really short series. Yeah, and, and the Raptors. The beauty is the Raptors defense is so good that we don't we don't need to have. 
we don't need to out fuel goal percentage the other team. We don't. We just need to be close. We don't need to be the team that wins the field goal percentage battle. We don't need to win the three-point shooting battle. What we need to do is not be an atrocious shooting team. We need to make sure that we, like, if, if you have wide open threes, again, and when we come back to true shooting percentage, you're talking about the Raptors having some of the, historically, some of the most open looks through three rounds of the playoffs in the history of basketball. Correct. Yeah, but guys, I, I agree with you. Like, the Warriors obviously shit or shoot a shit ton of threes. They are, you know, a massive part of this whole three-point shot taking over the NBA. But it's not even the fact that they take so many. I think they were, like, apes in the number of threes taken this year. It's who they come from. Like, Curry, he is insane. Everything the Warriors are centers around his ability, which, in my opinion, has made him the best shooter in the history of the game. What the Raps are going to have to do is pick him up extremely high on the court. Obviously, he's both a threat on and off the ball, but they, they just need to follow him. They literally need to be his shadow. And the, obviously, like this is where I think it's going to be difficult for the Raptors because the main issue with this is that when they, um, you know, at this point, it gives all the other shooters the free reign to shoot if they're open. And this is where I think Thompson and Durant and uh, Green, they're just it's going to be so hard. It's just unfair because they're the main beneficiaries of this. Blair, can we do something like, remember remember the old series when the Leafs used to play the Senators and we'd send Shane Corson out just to shadow Absolutely. Yashin the entire series? Yeah, and then amazing. Yashin would get penalties for slashing because he gets so frustrated. Can we get like a, I don't know, like a Jody Meeks or like a Montfort to just go out and just do them? OG. OG's looking healthy, man. Get him out there just for four minutes. <laughs> well, the, the, here, here's, the, here's the tough part. Here's the tough part about the series, but also... So this is the interesting part about this series is that I look at every one of our weaknesses also as a strength. So, you know, with Giannis, we knew Giannis was going to run into the teeth of the defense no matter what happened. Did you say Giannis? Isn't it Giannis? Oh, whatever. Pretty Giannis. Sure Giannis. Okay. If, if, when Giannis ran into the, into the teeth of the defense, you knew that you had nothing to do except for collapse on that. And, and the Raptors did that really well. And we were able to, and I said to Phil the other night, I was like, I don't know how we were able to close out on the threes because when you collapse, you shouldn't also be able to close. But the way that our defense sort of circled was really, really impressive. The problem with Curry and that whole offense is that because he extends the floor so much, I mean, his three-point range, like from a high percentage, is 10 feet behind the line. So when you come out to guard him that high, everything else opens up on the floor. So if you, it's not like it's not like with Yanis when you're like you, you everything is just you, you have one option. It's like collapse to the center and you're you're safe. Here we have to either we're either going to eat up on him at the top, you know, 10 feet beyond the arc, or we're going to have to you know, play sort of soft and hope he doesn't shoot at a high percentage so he can't pick us apart underneath. Now, at the same point, what's neat about that is that we have these really big bodies and our big bodies, I think, are our advantage in the series because you're what, what Pat was saying was like, who's going to cover Gasol? And if Gasol is on the floor at the same point as Ibaka, who's going to cover those guys down low? And then we can kick out and hit threes if our guys are shooting at a high percentage. I think... There's physically there's advantages we have in this series that they can't match up for. They can shoot the three better than us, but physically our athletes are phenomenal on the Raptors. I think absolutely. I think we should touch on that later down the down the line podcast. But I do also think that like yes, incredible three point shooting team, 
But they're also great. Like, Durant's mid-range game is incredible, and they're also good. Screw Durant. He's not coming back. I promise you he's not coming back. Wow, okay. If he's not, okay. But Warriors are also very good at the range. It's been spoken. I've seen him. Okay, but there's no team in the NBA that shot a better shooting percentage at the rim than the Warriors this season. They just don't come there very often. So I just think they basically are going to hunt for easy layups or dunks, and if it looks like the rim isn't clean, they're going to continue to hunt for a better shot. Like, they're good everywhere. That is, that is the challenge. That's, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, we, we faced uh, offenses. I mean, Milwaukee's offense was, was amazing, but we exposed it. I mean, we shut down Yanis and and put the bodies up there. But you can't just go shut down Golden State. So it's going to be obviously imperative for the Raptors to be making shots. I mean, the, that's, that's all it comes but, but, down to. Well, Megan, here's the one thing. Here's, what, here's one thing that, that Yanis doesn't care about that shooters care about. When you put a body on a shooter, it becomes very difficult to shoot. When you're a, when you're a player like LeBron or Yanis, like, you don't care if you get bodied. You're going to finish in the lane. You're bigger and stronger than everybody else. One of the things that the okay, so is going to be what really... Do think, what do we think about it? Pat, Pat's going to give us Pat's going to give us some fire here. Okay, good. No, sorry. I was just going to say one of the things uh, that is going to be very different for this Raptors team, and and you know, as great as Giannis is, what we found out in the last series was that he's a 25 year old kid who's never been there before. And so when the Raptors collapsed on him, there was nobody to, for him to dish the ball out to, and the the Bucks had nobody in the fourth quarter who could create their own shot. The Raptors have one and a half players that can create their own shot in the fourth quarter. They have Kawhi and whoever else just happens to be stepping exactly. up that game. Exactly. The problem with the Warriors is they have three guys who can legit create their own shot. And if KD's right. playing, they have a fourth. And so Green doesn't create his own shot. Debatable. But he is Draymond has been a force in the playoffs. And the question will be there. He just he, he Draymond's also like one of those guys you close your eye. He always does a thing where he when they get scored on, he just takes it and runs as fast as he can on the floor with the ball. That's correct. And it either goes off his leg or he like lays it <laughs> in. No, he turns the ball over infuriating amounts. But right. you're right. He's but he he's an aggressive player. Yeah. He's an aggre- and I think that when you're a champion, he's not afraid of the moment. He could be. He's not a great three point shooter, but no. he hits big threes. He's like Robert Oriel. Robert, he's a better. Oh, I don't even actually. I should, can't believe I just brought that up. I'm actually so depressed. I just brought that up because I hate Robert Ori. But it's hard to it's hard to compare what we just did to Milwaukee because we the last four games against Milwaukee have been picture perfect. But we're we're well, this is, we're going up against one of the best teams ever, and so whether it be offensively, defensively, we haven't really touched on coaching yet, but that's going to be a big part of it. Um, they need to be we need to be perfect, and we need a little luck. I do I do think I mean again this is everything's arguable you know you have to say arguably but we have. We have Marcus Gasol and we have Kawhi Leonard. What's not arguable about that is that we have two Defensive Player of the Year can, uh, uh, winners. They have yep. zero. So on the floor at any given time, we should have the defensive. Uh, we should have the upside of that. I don't think he's won it. Has he won it? I don't think. Uh, I don't know. He may. He may. Yeah, we'll look that up. But I don't. Either think way, he's won Draymond's it. up there. Either way, in the conversation even if there's where... up there, we've got two. Yeah. We've got two. And so, and Kyle Lowry is a better defender than 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 Steph Curry is. I have loved watching Kyle Lowry play post defense against guys that are eight inches what did taller I say? than him. What did I say to you, Phil? I go, he's covering centers in the post. Yeah. And they, I remember, I forget, uh, the Raptors announcer, he's like, he was just like, I've, it's been such a joy watching him not give an inch, inch. to one of these. Did you guys. see what he like? What he did to Jimmy <laughs> Butler in the second round on some possessions when he was guarding him? It was it was just so, such a treat to watch, especially to do it 
against a team like Philly with their stupid fans. One of my favorite plays, which it was, it was a was an awful decision. I said this to Phil, it was an awful decision, but it just shows you. And again, one of the things that I've started to appreciate about Nick Nurse is just the trust in his players, the respect for his players, all that kind of stuff. There was an inbound play. Uh, it was when it was when Milwaukee went up by. I think they went back up by 15 when Middleton hit that ridiculous three, that fadeaway three at the buzzer, like on the shot clock. And they it was an inbound play where he where Middleton started six feet away from the rim and they had Lowry at his hit as waist. And I was like, what a dumb play this is. He could just inbound it and shoot it over him. But instead Lowry bullied him backwards into the he point had where to hit that shot. He yeah. pushed him away from the rim and he hit it. But like it was a dumb play, I think from a, from a strategy point of like matchup, you know, tall to short, but it showed like, this is how much respect we have in Kyle Lowry as a defender. This is how much respect we have in Kyle Lowry as like, he's the guy you want in that position at that point in the game. Be like, you want to, you want to play made. It's either Kyle Lowry or, or Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't care how, if you're 11 feet tall, it's one of those two guys going to be on you. And now that, that to me is where I think nurse, again, I don't propose to be a coach, but I'm a great, like, you know, armchair GM and, and, you know, specifically, I think in hockey, it's a little bit easier. I, I really do. I think in hockey, you watch like a guy like Freddie the goat and you're like, why are you on the ice? But in basketball, it's such a confidence thing because watching like Van Vliet come back from being what we like full blown unplayable. Like unplayable. couldn't put him on the floor to being probably the reason they won that series is yeah. unbelievable. Phil and I have text message conversations that will just it's be really interesting. Uh, what rotation both teams play? Like we all know when the playoffs first started, the Raptors didn't have a whole ton of familiarity with their roster, getting the trades, load management, injuries, and now we have eighteen games. You got to talk up, Megan. Oh, sorry. Okay, can you hear me now? Yep, yep, yep. You're good. All right, I'll say, I mean, we all know when the playoffs first started, the Raptors didn't have a ton of familiarity with their roster, given trades, like management, injuries, all that. But for me, like, that's no longer the case. And for me, I really have two main questions. Aside from Ibaka, Freddie, and Norm, like, aside from knowing and hoping how they will perform, what's the status of G, of OG? How far down the bench does Nurse actually reach? We all know today OG... um, it was announced that he is questionable for game one, which is obviously positive, given that yesterday they were saying a game four return. So in my feeling is, is that Nurse uh, will likely go nine or ten deep. McCaw could see some minutes. And I almost think that Miller ahead of Meek may see minutes, just because he offers some really nice shooting and defensive length. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how fluid if you're getting people fired up here, Megan, if, Pat's coming in with some fire. If Jody Meeks is on the court other than in warm-up and there isn't a 25-point differential, I will be very upset. Oh, my God, you're so funny. Jeremy Lin. I, Jeremy, it should be question. The only thing questionable about Jeremy Lin should be whether he has to shower after the game or not because whether he's broken a sweat. Like, the rap, if they go, like, OG playing... OG playing. If OG plays, I think you can make the argument that they could go nine. Other than that, Ibaka, Iba- yeah, Ibaka, Norm, and Freddie, well, and that's it. I, Listen, I Meg- Megan. There's too, also there's seven days. I mean, there's seven playing days left in the season. S- okay. Throw out your tired. Throw out all that garbage. Pull your shit together and inject yourself with some steroids. Like we're For this sure. is it. We've it's been 25 years. We haven't made the finals. We don't need 10 deep. 
For sure. But I do think that it's going to be interesting to see what Nurse does. Like when Curse throws his bench units out there, he's likely going to leave Curry on the floor, I would think. And so the Raps would need to match that by having at least one of Lowry or Leonard out there at all times. And it's, it's going to be interesting. I think I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow night. So I also, like, let's take a look at Golden State. I mean, obviously, Curry and Green as a pair are completely unstoppable. But they do go to their bench quite often. And I actually read an interesting stat today that said no team in the NBA this season gets a smaller percentage of points from their bench than the Warriors. So, you know, they have a lot of versatility. Kirk can easily mix things up if he needs a spark. And I think what the Raps really need to do is take advantage of non-shooters and below-average defenders. Um, And, you know, even if Curry is anchoring that bench unit, uh, you know, they need to decide whether or not they want to stagger to match up or they want to sort of just take advantage where they can. Well, I think that's even more important to keep it to the eight-man rotation that we or the, the the eight people right now. I and mean, just we right. know we're in shape enough to do it. I and mean, you're at this point, just have that rotation until you have to make an adjustment. Then make it. But I I'd be upset to see Nurse for game one be like, oh, I think I have to throw out Miller or or Jody Meeks. It's hard to say his name without laughing. Um, yeah. I, I'd hate to see that just from the sake of being like, I want to try and like be as deep as Golden State. No, play how we've played and, and, and see what happens. And if you have to make an adjustment, you make one. Yeah, and I, just, I do love Nurse's coaching style. And we all know that Kawhi's substitution patterns have changed completely based on what team they're playing, or they're playing and what they're doing. So you never know. Like Nurse may just decide to play Kawhi whenever Curry plays, and um, you know I do feel that uh, the, the the offense of the Warriors was good all season. They've obviously flipped a switch um, for the playoffs, and they've turned up the offensive rebounding. They're forcing turnovers. They're just doing a much better job across the board. And so yeah, it's. I, I, all I know, too, is that the Raptors and Golden State were fouled more frequently than any of their opponents in both the regular season and the playoffs. So this just means there's going to be so much complaining in this series. <laughs> it's be I Basically a bunch of Euros. I, I, actually thought yeah. that, uh, I actually thought that Lowry did a very good job of controlling himself in the last series. He wasn't yeah, doing his typical. Uh, no, no, the demeanor of the Raptors was phenomenal. They moved on from fouls. But and, and on the topic of Kawhi, I, I'd be very interested to see what you guys think about this. But it, my sense of the Milwaukee series was that Kawhi played when he wanted to play, and he rested when he wanted to rest. And Nurse was like, basically, you just do you whenever you you play the whole game if you want to, and come out when you need to rest because his minutes were just off the charts. It's funny because the Raptors a lot of the times in the last, in the last especially in the last series. Typically, you the last minute of a of a quarter, you like let your guy go out. Like it's the last minute. Well, that's when we need. We always were doing the runs at the last minute. Like obviously, I mean the the stereotypical was or the, the the big one was get was game six, the third quarter that that last run right there. You know, what? typically you're like pull the guy out, let him go full fourth quarter because we need him every minute. But the adjustment there was like. Oh no, we need him the last minute of the third quarter. Like the last two minutes is when we did all over. That's when we won the game. True. Um, so that was I'm going to be I'm going to be interested to see how if Steve Kerr does the sort of similar thing that Milwaukee did with Kawhi. They, they tried to do it. They'd send two guys at the top. If Kawhi was the ball handler, you'd have two defenders come up and force the ball out. And we actually weren't very efficient when that happened. Um, well, some of the games our shooting shooting was terrible, so it's kind of a small sample size. But 
if they do continuously do that, send two guys up, sort of force the ball out of Kawhi's hands, do you start to use run the offense more through Lowry bringing it up and have Kawhi running off ball screens? What, I mean, what are your thoughts I think, on that? I think you're going to see a lot of Siakam because they matched – Milwaukee matched up well against Siakam, right? And they were and, – and so who is going to be the matchup against Siakam in factor. this series? I think that he's – We enormous. don't know who Green's going to cover. Uh, Siakam could literally be the guy that scores 25 to 30 a night if, we're, if they're not careful. Yep. Because it would just be like, hey, Siakam – Guess what? Kawhi's actually now in this series not going to take that many shots because if you have it and they can't guard you, just go. Just take it. Just go drive on them and go. They can't well, stop I mean, you. So here's what we know, what I think we know. I think Curry's going to co- cover Lowry. Uh, I think that – I think I, – okay, here's what, I, here's what I think I know, okay, Megan? I think, I think, I think, I think Lowry is going to get covered by Curry. I think that – I think you're gonna you're gonna see at the beginning Clay Thompson cover Leonard, yeah, and they might have to switch that to Green because he, they might find that Leonard's too too physical. I mean, they're gonna try and obviously do it as a team, but and I think you're gonna see I think you're gonna see Green cover Siakam, but then you've got and if you don't have that, who's you're gonna have Looney covering Ibaka and Iguodala. Gasol? You gotta be Gadala on on Ibaka. Okay, so yeah, you've got Iguodala. So yeah, and and these are weird matchups for us now. So now, then what I think you do is, I think, I you're, think what you're going to do is you're going to end up switching. Yeah. I think Green's going to ultimately end up being their center. And I think that then you've got Iguodala against Siakam, and that's a matchup nightmare. Iguodala's a great player, but he's old and he's not as big as Siakam is. He's not as quick. One, one of the interesting things I think the Raptors, you're going to see the Raptors do, because I, I, I tend to agree with where your head's at on the, on the defensive matchups for Golden State. I think you're going to see the Raptors switch Leonard from Green to um, to Curry, and I think you're going to on see, the defensive on side. the defensive side. Yeah. yeah, I do. I agree too. And I think you're going to see them stick a lot to the zone. I, I I agree. I think we talked about that. We were like, who's going to cover Curry? Because you Curry's such an interesting matchup because you need to body him. You need to get it got get up on him. And listen, I'm going to take Curry wide open floaters in the lane over Ibaka and Siakam. All day over him hitting uncontested threes, right? We forgot about Danny Green. <laughs> oh my god! I love Danny Green, my main man, Danny Green. <laughs> this is his series. We haven't talked about X Factors yet, but he, this is his series. But who do you, who covers Danny Green? Uh, I think the air covers Danny Green. Like just 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 either the. I, I, I thought Clay was going to be on Kawhi. They actually had him the regular season. The regular season, they had Clay matched up on Kawhi often. You know what? I think if, okay, if Durant plays, then obviously I do think they're going to put Leonard on him. But I could see if Andre. That's correct. The Durant factor is minutes, true, right? And Leonard and Andre are going to go at each other, I would think. I, I do think that You know what's funny about this? Is I, I have a, first of all, I have a high degree of confidence that 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 Durant's not going to play, and 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 I think that's I think that's based on you know again the type of injury that he has. It's one of those ones where even if he comes back, I think he's going to be severely limited. If if he truly has an Achilles injury, that's not something that you come back from quickly. But interestingly enough, I think that Durant is unfortunately, I think he's the you know. I do think they play better. Oh, we play better without him. We're a better team without him. I do think they're they do. They're thirty-one and one. They're thirty-one and one. And I, but, here, but, I, but I think, but I think, but I think they play against a team like Portland better. I think the problem with Durant is he neutralizes a lot of our length advantage. That's the problem. 
through. Who is going to guard Curry then? Lowry and Fred Van Fleet? I think it's going to be. I think you're going to see Kawhi on Curry a lot in the series. Yeah, I mean. They well, do you think at critical parts though? I mean, I think initially he won't be on him. You know, because Curry literally is a madman running around the floor. You can't risk Kawhi being like dead tired in the first quarter. Uh, really, that that actually is a factor to think about. Yeah. Well, I just think that both Lowry and Fred VanVleet have a good track record guarding off the ball threats, even taller ones. They both did a solid job all year. But they're going to need loads of help. Like, it'll be interesting to see if the Raptors are willing to temporarily switch their point guards onto Draymond Green in a Curry pick and roll. I would accept. Well, they trust Siakam switching onto guards. I would accept OG and maybe like a Malcolm Miller for maybe 35 seconds to a minute guarding Steph Curry out there. But other than that, yeah, it's going to yeah, be... Yeah, Megan, the problem is, is, I mean, fine, there's conserving energy in this and that. This is going to be a track meet. I mean, the amount of... The, pos- the, the, the possession numbers are going to go up significantly, and if we have people on the floor that cannot score... Like, it, was, it was the argument we had with Freddie. At, 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 there was points where... And same the argument we had with Lowry. In the first, when he scored zero points, oh, but he had so many other great things he did. Well, you know what? Like Now again, no one can ever talk about Kyle Lowry or all take their knees out with a baseball bat... But at the time, but at the time, it, the problem is, is it's great to do all those other things, but you can't score zero points and be on the floor for 39 minutes or 43 well, minutes. Well, just look at Danny Green. Game. We were screaming after two missed threes. We were like, get him off now. You can't have someone who you know is not going to score. Well, let, let's do the math here. I mean, they're going to score. It doesn't matter because it's not about – it's not – Number of points isn't necessarily about how good your defense is because they they push the pace so much. There's a lot of possessions in the games. They're going to score 115 or 120 points. So we go down our lineup and we go, okay, we're going to get 40 from Leonard, 20 from Lowry. You got to start making up big chunks of points. And when you have guys that can't score on the floor for more than any more than a minute, you're screwed. Just when you're talking yeah. about uh, points, Blair, it's Sorry, uh, yeah, Pat's given us. I, a, just, just as you're talking about points, uh, I would it would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, what I like about this game more than anything, and ev- all the listeners out there, take this to the bank. Go to the ATM machine, take out all the money you have, find your local bookie, and put all your money on the over two thirteen and a half in this game. It's going to hit. It might hit halfway through the fourth quarter. Pat spent a lot of time in Las Vegas. He's never won any money, but he spits. <laughs> We are, uh, by the way, we do not condone betting on the show. Uh, it is illegal. And <laughs> I do. Yeah, Phil's actually lost a bet. What was your bet, Phil? No, no. I've got a current bet right now that Chris Bosh is not a first ballot Hall of Famer with my good friend Marty, which <laughs> I think I, bring this which up. I think I'm actually going to lose. I got twenty bucks on that too. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only thing that Chris Bosh is going to be in the Hall of Fame for is weighing less than a hundred pounds when he was drafted. You know what? I just saw him actually at media day, and it really pisses me off. It's like, get out of here. He didn't even show up with a suit. He's wearing a short sleeve button up shirt like a complete loser. Get out of here with your two Don first round. Your back to back first round exits, you suck. Well, so one point no, his face I, is purple right now. I know, I know you guys are all about stats and the analysis, but one thing I wanted to bring up because we're all diehards is there will likely be a lot of Raptors. Uh, a lot of former Raptors coming about, coming around for these playoffs, trying to get their face on TV. You know, remember who I yeah. who I am, etc. Who are the Raptors that you will accept sitting courtside in the series? Former Raptors, Damon Stoudemire, a hundred percent. What? Why not Damon Stoudemire? He quit. 
Damon Stottlemyre. He quit. I, I, come on. Damon Stottlemyre, I'd take. You can, the, you can start at Mo Pete. You can start at Mo Pete, and that's it. Oakley, of course. Oh, of course, Charles Oakley. He Oakley. got kicked out of New York. Yeah, he's, he's not welcome, welcome in New York. He's welcome yeah, here. That's right. Totally. I would take Alvin Williams. I would take Antonio Davis. Well, there, no matter what. Hakeem Olajuwon, obviously one of the rap greats. Boom. Keon Clark out of jail. Keon Clark out of jail. I bought Hakeem Olajuwon's house with my clients. <laughs> really pleased about that. <laughs> my business partner oh, was like, Curry, my, bi- my business partner called me one day and he said, "Hey." Um, yeah, just they, they, I just spoke to an agent. And they said that this place is owned by a, a former Raptor, but I couldn't understand who the Raptor was. I looked it up. It's Alojuwon. I was like, you mean Hakeem Olajuwon? <laughs> One of the greatest NBA players of all didn't, time. Didn't Muggsy play for the Raptors? Muggsy, yeah, Muggsy. Yeah. Yeah, He'd just be too short to sit. Court he was side. on. He he played a he couple. He still wouldn't think, be able to see two, over he anyone. Was two or three years. He was during those initial the Vince Carter years. Uh, Muggsy came oh, in. D, D Brown. D, D Brown. D Brown in Game Seven was the only guy. If you watch the highlights, that hit any shots. Like D Brown for three, bang. What do we think about? No, it was Del Curry that was hitting those shots in Philly. Del Curry hit a couple, but D Brown. No, Del Curry hit the shot to set up Vince Carter to miss that three. We're gonna watch it after. Guys, guys, is Vince lock up? Absolutely not. I would say yes. He's Vince still is, a player. Vince is welcome. Vince is welcome. You know what? I Vince, like Vince. There's no question that Vince, Vince's best time in his career is here, and and he would, if he makes the Hall of Fame, which he should, he'll probably retire as a Raptor. No. Yeah. No Vince. No T Mac. No Bosh. No, no, no Vince. No T Mac. No Bosh. No Stoudemire. No one who quit on this team can come and take glory as a Raptor this week. I completely agree with you in that. And I am actually a Vince Carter supporter now, but he does not deserve to sit courtside or be acknowledging fans being like, oh, Vince, no, 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 go go, go away. When, when the Atlanta Hawks come here next year or whatever team the journeyman now plays for, when they come here, I will go to the game, I'll give him a standing ovation, I will cheer for him, but not this week. <laughs> I completely agree with you. You know what? I think that there's something else. There's someone else who agrees with you. <laughs> by by the way, Megan, Megan, you'll. I actually mentioned this to Megan beforehand, but Kevin Durant uh, reportedly is selling his house in California and buying a place in New York. Really? Yep. So I wonder. You know, you get those reports coming through. I'd be like, Hey, Kevin, I guess you're not all right to play the series. I don't know you're kind of focusing on real estate, guys. Uh, also, as a real estate agent. Um, one of the tops in the city, uh, maybe the top Blue in the city. Blue Elephant Realty Group. Big, <laughs> big announcement today. Kawhi Leonard put his condo up in Toronto for sale. No, he did Bomb. Just kidding. <laughs> we wouldn't let that one sit too long. But when, when you th- gifting him a condo, what do you say? Oh, that was okay, Pat, are you with me, though? Because I have been the eternal Raptors optimist. Kawhi is staying. 100%. The boys rain on my parade every single day. Yeah, oh, I'm fully with you. I, I listen to the podcast, and I'm the one. I've got your back 100%. These guys are, these guys are buffoons half the time. When they, and, and like I said, I, said I, posted the, I posted the last um, thing on Facebook, the last podcast they did where they were just gushing over Kyle Lowry. And I said they reminded me of Randy Quaid from Major League where he's the anti-fan and then all of a sudden becomes the biggest cheerleader for the team. That's these guys. It's completely pathetic, Pat. Welcome to the team. No, I was, I've was. i always been a team. You have a spot. 
I've always cheered for the Raptors. It's just particular players that enrage me during the season, the ups and downs. I mean, like, it's it's just my it's my nature. You know, Blair and I we just we're good at overreacting, and and I like it. There's a I so can we, can we actually play? Does anyone who really has watched the podcast will understand this moment? And just play this quickly. Sure. Yeah. For anyone who's not watching, that's the moment when the wild thing comes back after taking his glasses off, shaving his head. And all of a sudden, Randy Quaid is instantly the greatest, biggest fan of all time again, and that's Phil and I after Kyle Lowry completely redeemed himself. (laughs) One of the things that listeners might not know, and I don't want to go to another sport, but Phil and Blair and I all cheer for different NFL teams all in the same division, and... Phil will often throughout the season I'll text him and I'll say oh did you see the Giants game etc cetera, etc cetera. and he'll say I stopped watching the Giants week two I don't watch their games anymore it's amazing that Fuck Pat just admitted that because we there's only four teams in the division and his is by far and away the worst mine's the second worst Phil's is the best and the second Philly and four thank god there's no other Philly fan in yeah. this goddamn place what did you say New York is the best are you they won two me? Super Bowls they won oh, two Super Bowls Washington has three no, two Super Bowls recently. Oh, Dallas has five. Recently. Uh, the only reason I'm happy to watch the Giants again is because that piece of shit Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> is not on the team. That's the only reason. Who now. would the equivalent of that be here, on the Raptors? I'm actually sitting here right now wearing my Saquon Barkley jersey. <laughs> who would that? Who would the equivalent? Who would the equivalent player on the Raptors be to the anger you have on re, in recent years? It doesn't have to be this. Sounds team. like it's Chris Bosh. Oh, no. Chris Bosh, 100%. Bang. I just can't stand him. Oh, also, you know maybe, who's else going to be a first maybe, ball Hall of Famer? Maybe Arujo. You can't hate on Hoffa. It's not his fault. We picked him at 13. He was as surprised as anybody. No, he was actually the number eight pick. I think Igudala went nine. Megan, what else, what else do you want to cover? We're just going to go off on like a crazy. I want to hear some. I want to hear some feedback from Pat just about like. He's listening to the podcast, was getting some of the... Because we went... Phil and I the other night went through and talked about the up and downs of the, the last three rounds between us. And we'll do it, I think, when you're here with us next time. But I do want to hear, like, you know, again, let's as... Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Okay. The Raptors, and then you guys can get into it and I'll leave. Um, okay. But I do want to just talk about, like, in conclusion, what do we think about the Raptors' chances in this series? Oh, yeah. Here we yeah, go. Predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. All right. Phil, you start. Am I going to start this you off? Start. I think the Raps are winning in seven. Woo! Wow, that's just it. He doesn't mean that. It's just a controversial thing to say. No, I. I it, okay, you could call it controversy. I do. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, so be it. Um, I think the games are going to be competitive. I think all the people out there that have been saying, oh, my God, Golden State's going to blow us out, not a chance. I think a lot of the teams that Golden State has faced have had horrid defenses. And uh, I, I just I, I think they'll be competitive. I think this this series goes the distance. That's me. There comes Pat. I think that I think this series. Uh, so first of all, I agree with Phil. I think the Raptors are going to win in seven. Um, That's why Pat's I, really bad in. Lakers. I have a one percent outside uh, Pistons Lakers series where we sweep them, but I'm not going to say that too loudly. I think we win in seven. I think it goes very similar, similarly to the Philly series where 
we will win four games in ugly fashion and we will lose three in like the most unbelievably lopsided losses in championship history. Yeah. Um, I think we will split the first two. I think we will split the second two. And then I think it will be high noon in game five back here in Toronto. And I like, I like, uh, I like the Raptors in seven. And Doc Rivers, actually, uh, Clippers coach, thinks the same thing. Well, he's just thinking he's basically Kawhi in seven and please come to my team. That's, that's, all, that's yeah, all he's thinking. True, just pure respect. All right, Megan, you want me to go or you want to go? No, go ahead, Blair. Um, I, I, this is a cliche thing. I'm going to take a bit of a cop up, but I will give you my answer. But I'm going to give you sort of two two reasonings for things. One is I think game one determines everything. And I, and I mean that for two reasons. One is... Phil and I talked about this the other day. It's an advantage, obviously, to have home court, but it's also a disadvantage in the sense that if you do lose game one, you're you're in trouble. Um, I think the Raptors have to come out and build their own self-confidence in game one. I think that that is so critical. We can't have a 20-point at-home blow-up because I do think that Pat's right. This team is really resilient. We've lost 30 points. We've lost... We've, we've had some big losses and immediately rebound. I just don't think that can happen in game one. And I think the game one is going to dictate everything as far as do we have the mindset? I said it to Phil, game five of, of the of the Buck series was such a critical thing for me because the looks on the Raptors' faces were, we're better than these guys and we are going to win this game. I've never seen that on the road. When we saw Philly when we lost by 30, we looked like we were like one, we couldn't get out of that building fast enough. Because the bench wasn't shooting. And, 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 but, and, but we scrapped it in game five. We, we weren't, we were, we shot well in the second half, but it just was a transformation of mentality to being, you know what? We actually are going to make the NBA finals. And it just saw it in their faces. So again, it's a bit of a cop but I think game one means so much to this team as far as, building that momentum and I think the second thing is uh, you know I don't I don't know what's going to happen in the series I, I I honestly think that we're going to lose I really do just and that's not coming from a negative place it's just the they're just so good they've won they should have won five straight championships these guys are a phenomenal basketball team but at the same point I do think that we have the right type of team to win a championship when you looked at that Detroit Pistons team they were just a tough defensive team that had some talented guys like Chauncey Billups, who looks reminds me a Rip lot. Hamilton. Of, Chauncey Billups reminds me a lot of Kyle Lowry the way he plays basketball. Rashid Wallace. They didn't have and they didn't have a superstar like Kawhi on that team. Exactly. So I think they didn't have a Siakam. They had they had Ben Wallace, who was a huge difference maker. But I just mean I just think we have when you look at the type of team that we have, I think our defense is going to keep us in it. I think. What we're gonna see really right, so quickly. What's the, if our what's defense the prediction? In, what do you okay, saying? so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that the, I think that they're gonna win in six. Um, I, I do think that they're gonna win in six. If we if they did win in six, I would be blown away by how happy I was. But at the same point, if we make it to six, there's no reason we can't win. It's either gonna be a four game sweep or we are fully in this series. It's that's literally what it is. And and and, and just so the, this last thing I'm gonna say is. I think that the Bucks were the best team in basketball. I think the Bucks matched up really well against Golden State. I think the Bucks would have beat Golden State. We went in and beat the Bucks. I know we're going to have bigger challenges there because they're going to adjust better than the Bucks did. But from a from a personnel perspective, I think that we have a really cool team that has an opportunity to be a matchup nightmare for them. And I really hope that it's not the other way around because it's going to go one way or the other. We either a matchup nightmare for them or they're a matchup nightmare for us. 
And I just hope that Siakam and some of the really neat players we have on our team are the difference. I really, I, and I think that they could be. I agree with you. I, that last point you made, though, I will disagree with you. I do think that the Bucks this season were absolutely the best team in basketball. However, I disagree in the fact that I do think that the Raptors have a better chance in beating the Warriors. I agree. Because the Raptors, the Raptors are constructed to beat. The Warriors. You look player for player. That's a good point. They absolutely are. So, my conclusion, I would say, bottom line is, Warriors are the Warriors. But I do feel pretty good about the Raptors' chances. Toronto's defense is elite. Their transition offense should find great opportunities against Golden State, and they found some lineups and patterns that work pretty well for them. The Raptors are really fucking good. Like the right teams made it to the finals, in my opinion. And that being said, however, I don't think that the Raptors will be allowed nearly as much freedom for dramatic comebacks as they were in the first three series. So they really do need to come out and play, you know, ready to play from the tip, like you said, Blair. And important to the Warriors, obviously, is will Durant be back? And I think another factor is if Cousins does come back, they're going to have to work him in to some degree, and the Raptors will definitely have an edge there. So all in, my belief is the Raptors have a really solid chance to win this series. I do believe the current betting market is at about 30% for the Raptors, but I think they have a really solid chance, especially if Durant's absence extends beyond Game 3. So, drum roll, please. My prediction would be, like my head says Golden State in 6. It really does, but my heart says Raptors in 7, so I'm going with my heart. You know what's cool, Megan? You don't have to hear about uh, Phil and I complaining about load management anymore because we have fucking home yeah. court advantage, baby. Woo! <laughs> load management is out the window now. I think one one of the things that's going to be really interesting about one of the things that's going to be really interesting about this series is uh, when you look at Toronto and when they when they play Golden State, no lead is safe for the Raptors. No, not definitely one. not. Ask any fan in Portland in games th- two, three, and four against Golden State. Two of those games, one was lost by two points, one was lost by three points. Portland had a 17-point lead yes. in those games. And Golden State was just, they were just toying with them. They were saying, you know, uh, we'll keep you around, we'll keep you around. And then, oh, it's time to play. Five minutes left in the game, let's go. Like, I won't be comfortable unless, like well, I said it Port- earlier, Portland unless Nick Nurse like- is putting Jody Meeks in. In the in the fourth quarter, I'm not going to be comfortable. Well, Portland played like the Raptors in the Philly series. You know, their key guys didn't make shots. Damian Lillard didn't make shots. That's true. And and so for, for the Raptors, they just need to battle through that. Yes. And I will not like. Well, I'm going to be you nervous. Need two guy, you need two guys to be consistently shooting because you saw the guys. So Norm and Freddie stepped up. Yeah. For uh, from game three onwards, um, with the Raps. But in the finals, who knows? Maybe it will be Danny Green. It's maybe going to be, be Danny, Danny Green. It's going be Danny to be Danny, Danny Green. And Van Vliet. Maybe it will be Danny Green and Norm Powell. Maybe it will be Danny and, and Lowry. There's going to be know. street art about Danny Green after this series like there is about Kawhi right now. He's going to like Let's hope. I up. love Danny. See, I can't hate on Danny Green. I love him. So it's like I, I want him to do well. I'm rooting for hopefully, him. Hopefully he's taken the time uh, between the series and uh, the start of the finals to really clear his head and figure out uh, what's been going wrong for him. Um Hopefully that's what he's done. Hopefully he's focusing all of his attention on shooting the basketball and not massages and things like that. Hey, we 
Are you good, Megan? Okay. I will. I will also say if you want to text me during the game, I might not respond because I'll be at the game. Yes. Boom. Boom. Could be one of those guys who's not filling the platinum seats. You know, at the beginning of the. <laughs> half- I'm That's aggressive. <laughs> Megan, you know, I'm going to ask you one more question because you're going to have the best response. I'll wear my it. Charles Oakley jersey. I'm going to have one more question for you because I think okay. Phil and I were laughing last night because obviously uh, Kawhi's sister was on the Instagram live and the person said, they all, they all know he's not coming back next year. And, oh, it's just a Raptors hater. And, like, Phil and I have done, like, deep analysis of the voice, like, through, like, like a program I have on my computer and it's clearly Kawhi's uncle. Oh, <laughs> You know this, Pat, but I have a personal relationship with Kwai's sister. At the beginning of the year, I sent her personal message on Instagram. She wrote me back, and we're like friends. So I believe her. Okay. She I, also lied. She also lied to me one time on Instagram, but I don't remember what it was about. But I'm just telling you, that's her uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, what do you have to uh, say about it? He, I think he was calling in. He was actually, they were doing a podcast in the background. That's what I, that's what I thought. I, I heard that was actually his agent in the background. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's wrap this. Well, first of all, just uh, thanks, Megan, for calling in. But uh, thank you, Patrick Harris, our first guest. Yeah, I'm. Thank you guys for having me. This has been a, a lot of fun. I wanted to come on when I I wanted to come on when they were Lowry hating because I I had like a whole oh. bunch of things I wanted to battle them on but now it's hard when they've uh, well, that's proven a, they have no resolve. That's the thing we're gonna try and get Pat back on. Um, we're gonna, Phil and I. It's so funny because um, immediately Phil and I both said you know Kyle Lowry's got a li- I mean he's got a lifetime pass you know I mean I've got a tattoo on his body now already of him and like I bought like his like, every jersey that I could find on, on eBay and Kijiji. And then Phil and I were like, he's like, and then we're like, if he goes two games and he's over, we're, <laughs> you we're gonna run him over with our cars you, if we see wait, him in the street. You wait for the rage. <laughs> so, so we're gonna have, we need to have Pat. We really do need to have Pat back on though, because obviously we're all in like like Raptors heaven right now, and and we're all like super positive. But I think the most fun is. Everyone loves when when Megan when you battle with Phil and I, and I think I think Pat will be just as can just I, as. Can I ask a question though, just yes. before, before we go? Um, because if I'm not back uh, for the rest of the season, I'm very curious to know your guys' thoughts on. So Raptors winning seven, obviously we'll all we'd hate to see Kawhi go, but we'd help him pack his bags. We'd you know have a rose petaled uh, you know uh, ride to the airport, all the things. But if we lose, say we get swept, lose four or five, whatever. And Kawhi says, you know what? I've loved my time in Toronto. It's been great. I really appreciate the organization, the staff, da-da-da. But I want to go. What do you say? In my opinion, Kawhi's already made his decision. I really don't think that how we do in this finals is going to have any effect on his decision, to be totally honest with you. I, I think he knows. Unfortunately, I think if he's already made his decision, his decision is to go. I would hope that this finals would sway him to stay here. Like If he did lose – I actually do think if we won this – it would actually be worse for us resigning him because it'd be like, oh, I won a championship. I showed my pedigree. Oh, no, I've no, now won two. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. When I say he's already made his decision, I think it is to stay. I think he loves it. But I, was, I, wasn't asking, I wasn't asking what you think he's going to do. I was asking 
whether he stays or if he goes, how do you feel about that? And where does Kawhi where does Kawhi rank for you? Well, so this is what I was saying. I said two things last part. I mean, one is here's the shitty part about being a Toronto sports fan is that you know it's been since 1993 since we've made a final, and this is the sad part is I'm ecstatic and I've 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 created enough memories during this playoff run to last me for 10 years, 15 years. I mean, I'll watch the highlights of there's been so many amazing games that. To be quite honest with you, like I, this is what I've been accustomed to is not winning, but just, you know, having any success. I still watch Leaf playoff highlights from 1998 that like, that, like make me really happy. So I, I, he's, he's forever. Okay. In my, he's he didn't have to be here. No, he's in my top. He's in, he's one of the greatest rappers of all time. He's the greatest rapper of all time. And, it's unquestionable. Well, just talent wise, he already is. But if you want to talk about like loyalty, so I know, but if you're talking about Raptors, like loyalty, like how long DeRoz- DeRozan's here, like I, I'm not going to automatically just put him as the greatest. I'm just rapper asking of all about time. moments in your life when oh, you incredible. recall, it's, un- it's no, not no, it's even uncanny, close. But so what I'll say is that I'd obviously, I want him to stay. Of course I want him to stay. If he left, I'd applaud him when he came back. I'd have those memories forever. And, uh, you know, exactly. He didn't, he is such a professional. He came here. He didn't have to, he didn't have to play. He could have, he could have copped out and been like, I'm, I'm going to leave, whatever. Why risk injuring myself? But no, those thoughts don't go through his mind. He plays, he plays hard every day. He played hard for this team, this city. And uh, he told us, he said, wait until the playoffs. That's what he did. So, I applaud him, okay, and uh, that's it. Let's end this podcast on a positive note. He's staying. Okay, love y'all. Bye. 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 I just wanted to say one more thing. Um, we have f this, f that. No, bang. I just want to bang. say. I was talking to my father last night, and we make a big deal about the last time. We've seen, we are all in our 30s. The last time we saw a Toronto team in a, in a professional championship was the Blue Jays 1992-93. My father is 75 years old. He is as diehard a Toronto sports fan as all of us. He saw that, and 25 years before that, on his last day of university, he saw the Leafs win the Stanley Cup. His entire adult lifetime, so it's for all the fathers and the grandfathers out there, Enjoy this series. And for all of us, enjoy it too because we history know. would tell us that we're not going to get a lot more of these. We, we know that. And that, that's, I think, again, just like sort of finalize it. But it, I have no ill will toward... He's done enough for me to be happy with his... I think he's gone. And I tell you this, and this is why I'm okay with him being gone because... This isn't a decision. This isn't him going to Miami. I don't like Toronto. I want to do this no, or this that. Is, it's only play, he's going All for family. family. It's, it's, it's got nothing to, to do that. with like, have to I'd that. rather play in LA to create a legacy. I'd rather go to New York because it's New York City. He's this a is humble Toronto guy. or her family. There's no question that I have no qualms whether it's in between. And again, he's, he's, he's done something whether we win or not. And I said this to Phil last podcast. Yeah. What makes this season so special is we weren't expecting it. We've seen the losses, the losses. And anyone in the world who said, like, oh, we could have done it with DeRozan, like, you're stupid. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, so my point is, is, like, next year isn't the same as this year. The Raptors have, again, we won in game seven on the most miraculous buzzer beater of all time. And then we beat Yanis as a, a, a flawed basketball player yeah. who's going to be less flawed next year. Now, Milwaukee might be a worse team, but I think the road gets harder next year. 
And so there's no telling, like we might make it in the second round and all of a sudden the disappointment just starts kicking back in. Let's just go out on a high note. Let's, whether we lose in seven or lose in six or win in seven, I don't care. Again, I'm just so proud of being involved in what's happened and you're right. Just soak it up, man. Like yeah. soak it all soak up. It Enjoy up. the experience. And unfortunately, I haven't because I get this is like you know everyone gets mad at me being so negative. I get sick watching the games. Like me I don't en- I don't even enjoy when they win. It's like a relief. It's not even a happiness sometimes. But walk around like walk around downtown. Go down by the arena. Like the whole professional sports world is on Toronto right now, and it's it's so incredibly exciting. And that was the cool thing about Game Five in, my, in Milwaukee was. I was like, we're going to win in game six in Toronto. Like I wasn't, I was pretty negative the first three quarters. And then all of a sudden they flipped the switch. I was like, we're going to win. But I didn't think we were going to win game three. When, when, when Lowry fouled out with six and a half minutes to go, I was like, we are dead here. Blair, how much, to, how much to get you to uh, Jurassic Park tomorrow? I'll <laughs> Jurassic up. Park anytime. Lining like, up. Anybody. I mean, I was the first person ever at Jurassic Park. Phil and I were there. We were the first people ever at Jurassic Park. No, you guys were just hammered and got kicked out of real sports and had to watch the game outside. No, I think uh, again. I think I think if Kawhi stays or he leaves, it doesn't affect. It's not. This isn't a Chris Bosh situation. This is no. A this is the this farthest thing Carter. from it. I'd almost like, actually though. I will if he say leaves, this: he's going out on a high. No, but if it, I'll say this though, if he did decide to be like, hey, I'm going to Brooklyn or the Knicks, I'll hate him forever. He's dead to me. But the one, the one, he's the, dead to me. Just as if Kyle Lowry goes 0-4 in the first two. One games. of the, but one of the great things about Kawhi and his team is they haven't said anything. Yeah, everything is speculation. No one from his team, no one from his circle. No Anthony Davis bullshit. Nothing like that. He's been totally quiet and totally respectful, which I really appreciate. Yeah, you're not getting the Kevin Durant garbage or or any of that stuff. Just like I'm like, test like the agency. fact, like the exactly, or to, or to even to leak the fact that there's a leak right now about Kevin Durant selling his house and buying New York, whether it's a false report or not, is just garbage. Because he'd actually probably reply to it, Kevin Durant. So that, that's his one weakness is his social media. You know his 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 um. Uh, I'm not getting the word here. But for for you guys, sure. if Kevin Durant goes to the East, like correct me if I'm wrong. If if they're like Kevin Durant signed with the Milwaukee Bucks, you'd be like, oh. If it's like, oh, he went to Boston, he went to Philly, you'd be like, oh my god. They're like, he's going to the Knicks. You're like, oh, so he's going where careers go to die. <laughs> like that's what happens when superstars. Listen, go I, to I don't the think York any Knicks. anyone, no one questions it's capitulation for An- the Knicks. Anthony, they're coming. Da- Anthony Davis is like a star in this league. I don't care where Anthony Davis goes. He's a loser. He's a, he's a <laughs> no, he's a loser. He's he just he's a type of guy. Again, when you when you request a trade, you stop playing. Yeah. Like go take those guys because look at Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's a star. He just dragged that team into the mud. Yep. And and Durant's a better player than Kyrie Irving is, but I still think he does the same thing. He never won before he was on the on the Warriors. And I don't think he'll ever win after he leaves them. That's Unless he thing. comes to play with Kawhi and Kyle in yeah. Toronto. I don't want that either. All right. 79 minutes. Okay, everybody. Well, Pat Harris brought the best out of us. Have a good evening and sayonara. <laughs>